you're saying now about the state of science in the Islamic world is that at one time, I guess especially from the 9th through the 12th centuries, Islam was arguably the center of the scientific world. Oh, very much so. I mean, if you're talking about preserving and further developing the legacy of proto-scientific thought that was inherited from the Greeks and Romans, all of the action was taking place in the Islamic world. Western Europe at the time was a land of barbarians, totally intellectually negligible. Muslims developed some very interesting ideas over those centuries, but it is something of a mistake to think of this as analogous to modern science, what Muslims were doing back then. It was still a medieval, pre-scientific intellectual enterprise. And they never quite made the breakthrough, the scientific revolution that took place in Europe. Today, in fact, is something of an, even of an impediment for the Muslim world doing science to continually look back to the glories of the past and keep saying, hey, the Islamic world used to be a world leader in science, but it is not anymore. Because looking backwards like this tends to obscure some very important differences between modern science and medieval thinking of all sorts. Give me an example of that. I mean, wh where does this actually create problems, trying to tap into this uh, supposed ancient glory of, of Islamic science? One of the features of medieval Islamic science that some modern Muslim thinkers want to revive is the way of perceiving reality, perceiving the universe, as very much a spiritual, God-centered place, which tends to work against the independence of science from religious concerns and religious institutions. One of the things that in the Western world has helped science make the breakthrough is precisely achieving this independence, this autonomy of science. In the Muslim world, this still is a relatively controversial concept. Just going back and uncritically trying to revive medieval perceptions of reality is not going to be very helpful. Tanner Edis is a physicist at Truman State University. His books include An Illusion of Harmony, Science and Religion in Islam. Ziyadin Sardar agrees science in the Muslim world is a travesty, but he disagrees with Tanner Edis on other matters. For instance, he says the Golden Age of Islam did far more than transmit Greek knowledge. He says Muslim scientists made groundbreaking discoveries in various fields, from optics and astronomy to algebra. And what's needed now, he believes, is what he calls an Islamic science. Steve Paulson talked with Ziyadin Sardar. You have made the controversial claim that Muslims need an Islamic science. What makes you say that? I think it is only controversial if you think that science has no values. By Islamic science, I mean science that is infused with the ethics and, if you like, morality and values of Islam. Now, if you say that science has no values whatsoever, then this is a controversial statement. But science does have values. The values of science come from a number of different directions. For example, the most obvious direction is funding. 
governments fund the kind of research that they want and their funding reflects their priorities, their emphasis. In other words, it reflects their values. It certainly reflects what they will end up studying because funding will be funneled into certain directions. But what about the scientific process itself? I mean, I think if you were to ask most scientists about the work they do, they would say that, that science is science. It cuts across all geographical and religious boundaries. It's a neutral, value-free methodology. Well, I think that that claim is partially correct. I do believe that the science that is done in a laboratory is pretty objective. But there is a lot that happens before you get to the laboratory. I mean, why should we study certain questions and not certain other questions? Why, for example, should we pursue, say, research on cancer or AIDS, but not research on, say, diarrhea? So, essentially, what I'm saying is that, yes, science is objective. The results of science have to be applicable across all cultures, and they have to be repeatable, you know, in all time and space. But at the end of the day, science is a human activity. You have written, and I'm quoting here, Western science mm. is inherently destructive and does not, cannot fulfill the needs of Muslim societies. That's, I mean, I understand what you've just been saying. That's a pretty strong statement, yes. A very strong statement. I like to do that. You see, because that made you you sit up and listen. Let us look at some of the recent developments. I mean, genetic research.